I get the honors to do this service tonight, and I am blessed. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a good night. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Joe Argon. I'm the worship leader here at Life Church. I got to uh, take a night off, which was nice. Well, actually, I didn't really get the night off because I'm up here. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, awesome job to the worship team. You guys are great. Same thing with the sound and everyone back there in the booth. Um, you know, I just want to say a little something about me for those of you who don't know me. Like I said, I'm the worship leader here. I've been born and raised here in Boise, Idaho my whole life. I'm 25 years old, one of 11 kids of six brothers and four sisters. Yes, and I survived them all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you guys, I, I just had it in my heart. We are really blessed here at Life Church to have Pastor Mark. And he's, he's out on vacation right now, which is a blessing that he can be out there and getting some uh, R&R time and uh, relaxing with his family. And, uh, you know, I've been underneath him since I was the age of 12. I've been here for 13 years. And... Uh, Is that me? That's another room? That's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I've just been so blessed of being a part of this church. And, uh, you know, it's it, this church is awesome. And I, <laughs> I uh, like I said, I've been coming here since I was 12. And my life has been changed dramatically. And, uh, you know, we offer a lot of classes here. Like, I don't know if you guys heard of the Authentic Life classes. But uh, um, if any of you have gone through those, if you haven't, I encourage you to go through those. My life has, was changed dramatically in those classes, and I wouldn't be up here today if I wouldn't have gone through that because God spoke to me something, and I, uh, I took a step in that direction, and uh, things just started falling into place, and bada-bing, bada-boom, I'm here. So, uh, <laughs> same thing with the Life Church School Ministry, which is now the Bible College, uh, you know, and... Uh, that was an awesome time of going through that, and uh, the Holy Spirit 101, I, I don't know if you guys, how many of you guys are, uh, you guys don't have to raise your hands, but if you've uh, been filled with the Holy Spirit, and, uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, but uh, that was a dramatic change in my life, and uh, you know, we don't have these courses and classes here at the church just to have them, um, they're, to, uh, they're to bless you guys and to uh, increase your walk with God, so I encourage you, check those out. And uh, see what they're all about because, uh, I mean, you can come ask me. I can, I can give you more personal stories about it. But uh, like I said, my life has been changed. Do I need to change something, John? Do I need to change something up here? All right. Cool. Coolness. So, you know, I just want to talk tonight about a few things that really impacted my life. And uh, I believe that sharing these things, the profound truths, that you'll be able to catch them and grow with your walk with God just like I have. And, uh, you know, we sang that song, uh, Oh Lord, my God, I will give praise to you forever. I love that song. That song has been on my heart all week. And, uh, you know, it got, me, uh, got me thinking, you know, am I praising God forever in all things? Are we praising God in all things and in all life circumstances and whatever comes our way? Um, and... Uh, it makes me think as I as I sing that song, uh, I'm like it makes me examine my own life. And after I started examining my own life, then it started making me think. Well, if I'm having to think this about my own life, I wonder what everyone else is thinking. And so I got the verse uh, James one two through four. You can turn there. Uh, that says, "Dear brothers and sisters, 
When a trouble comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Um, when trouble comes at us, consider it an opportunity for great, what? Joy. Uh, you know, when, com- when trouble comes our way, we can either consider the time of great joy or we can throw a pity party. Uh, you know, or we can just suck it up and say, you know what, I'm going to grow from this and I'm going to rise to the top and I'm going to learn from this whole experience. And, uh, you know, we should always be giving God praise at all times in our lives. That, uh, that song that we just sang comes from Psalms 34. And, uh, you know, it's saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My, uh, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name together. And it just goes on. It's, and, uh, you know, the end of that, it says uh, in verse 10, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Um, you know, so don't let anything in life ever stop you from praising God. Uh, we don't give him praise for our problems. Have you know that? God's not the uh, source of our problems. And uh, that's, you know, I'm not saying that we're going to be praising God for our problems. What I'm saying is God is not the one giving the problem. We praise him in it and laugh. I mean, we can laugh at our problems. That's a good thing to do. Uh, and say, you know, oh, God is going to uh, get the glory out of this one. And uh, it's time to prove man wrong again. Uh, you know, you might be going through some times where you say, you know, Joe, you don't understand. I do understand. I've been there. I'm young, but I've been there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if we look at the life of David, David was uh, chased by Saul. I, I don't know if you guys have really read about David, but here you have this, he's, you know, he's younger, he's serving Saul, and Saul's chasing after him, trying to kill him. And it's just like, you know, and in that whole time, he's praising God. And uh, even in David's mess up, you know, when he committed adultery, and he and murder also. What is you know? He did throw a little bit of a pity party, <laughs> but at the same time, he still was praising God during that whole entire time. And God still called him a man after His own heart. And uh, and another this another great story. I I had this come to me, and I just I was blown away by it. But turn turn to Acts sixteen. I don't know how much we're going to read of this, but this. Uh, this chapter is pretty awesome. I have to go there because it's too long for me to put inside my notes. I'll try to give a little bit of a recap as far as you know what's going on there. So, so here you have Paul and Silas. They're traveling. Okay, they're uh, going place to place and preaching. And let's see. I want to go to, where am I? Oh, sorry. Okay, so 1616. So one day as uh, we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a demon-possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed Paul and the rest of the us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and instantly it left her. 
Her master's hope of wealth were now shattered, so they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities and mark at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews, they shouted to the officials. They are teaching customs that are legal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and then thrown in the prison. The jailer was ordered to make whatever. So it goes on. Uh, 25, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake. Anyways, the jailer, I'm just, there's a lot to read, but the jailer basically wakes up and uh, thinks that uh, everyone escaped, but they're still there. I was reading that, okay? And I want to do a little bit of a recap with this. This, this blows me away. So here you have Paul and Silas are doing the work of God, okay? They set a girl, a young girl free. Then they get dragged before the city official, officials and are being blamed for it. Then they get stripped and beaten with wooden rods. How many of you guys have been beaten with wooden rods before? Oh, I see some hands back there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then thrown in prison. Now, what this whole thing like in my I'm like, okay, this is this is insane with what's going on here. You have them doing an awesome thing. They get thrown in prison. And it's like, what would what would you do if you went out tonight? You went up, you saw a person, you went up and you laid hands on them, you got them healed. And you end up getting beaten, okay? But the, the, I shouldn't say this is funny, but the funny thing about it is, it's not just beaten, they got severely beaten. Now, I don't know how bad getting beaten is, but adding on the word severely beaten, I'm like, okay, they, they got whipped pretty bad. Um, and then they got thrown, so they got thrown in the prison, and, uh, you know, it says about midnight. I'm not sure what time this all, ha- you know, what, what time this all took place, but, uh, it took on about midnight, and let's see. Where is that? So, the next, verse 35, the next morning the city officials sent the police uh, to tell the jailer, let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, uh, the city officials have said, you and Silas are free to leave, go in peace. And Paul, but Paul replied, but they have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison, and we are Roman citizens, so now they want us to leave secretly. Certainly not. Let them come, or there's, let them come themselves to release us. Okay. I know I'm talking a little bit quick, but I have a lot to get through. So they, they had the city officials come and set them free. I, where am I? I jumped ahead of myself. No, 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 not the earthquake. <laughs> the, reason, the reason why I bring all that up is I don't think, out of all of us, I think Paul had it pretty, Paul and Silas had it pretty bad, Okay. And yet, after they were beaten and everything, here they are inside the prisons, and they're worshiping God. And I doubt that they're in there singing, This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it... I don't think so. I think they were really praising God, and that they were... I mean, it says the other prisoners could hear them. (laughs) And so, here you have them down at this low point in their life, and they're praising God. 
I mean, after all that, like I said, severely beaten. It's like, how would you feel after that? Would you like, oh, that, let's go praise God. I just got beat. <laughs> and it, it makes me start thinking. It's just like, if these guys can do it in that type of situation, it makes a lot of our situations pretty small. And then the whole point. So the thing that's just crazy, again, too, is that. So they're, they're praising God, an earthquake happens, and... And, uh, and the jailer wakes up, or the uh, guard wakes up, and he thinks they're gone. So I don't think Paul and Silas were praising God to really get them out of where they were because the gates were opened and they didn't leave. That's like opening your gate to your dog in the backyard and he doesn't leave. One like mine. He takes off. <laughs> Had that experience a couple weeks ago. But back onto this. <laughs> They didn't leave. And you want what's funny? After they didn't leave, they told the city officials, you come and get us out of here. And so, you know, I believe that if we saw more praise in our lives, no matter what the circumstances are, that we would see more victories than what we currently see, and there would be a lot less defeat. I think lives would be changed instantly. Example, it's why some people uh, during worship, you know, being in God's presence... That, uh, that get healed. I think that they're sincerely worshiping the Lord and praising Him. And it's, and it's why sometimes if you hear us say during worship, put your mind on God, focus on Him. It's because we're, ta- we're trying to take your problem that it's in your mind to where it's so big, to where you start focusing on God so much, that your problem just slowly, slowly, slowly fades away. And then that, 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 that shoulder that was hurting you, when you start lifting your hands, you get done worshiping and you're like, that pain is gone. When you start dancing for joy. And notice, I danced tonight and I can't, my, the knees are, my knees are healed, my ankles are healed. You guys following me? And so, like I said, magnify God, not your problem, and it'll fade away. Just like looking inside binoculars. You look, inside, you look at your problem with binoculars, like, you know, the, 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 the big end. You can see everything. Everything's huge. Flip them over. Everything's small. Do that with your problems. Focus on God. Trust God. Trust His Word. Now, why do we praise God in all situations in life? Well, it's because we trust Him and know that He is and has already taken care of everything. Knowing that and acting on that simple truth will change your life dramatically. When the doctor says, you have such and such problems, you have six months to live. Instead of merely going to fear, you speak because out of your mouth flows rivers of running water. And by our words, we are justified. And by our words, we are condemned. So you speak to your problem because the Bible says we speak to our mountains. We don't talk or complain to our mountains. Right? We speak and deny the lies that we're told because God's word is final. And like what Romans 3, 4 says, let God be true and every man a liar. And you trust God and praise him, you would see victory in your life always. I'm telling you, it will work. Amen? Amen. Now, that was a little bit, uh, now I'll give you my title of what I really want to talk tonight. That was a little something, something. Uh,
I got the title of this message through a movie. I always talk about movies. I like movies, okay? And I thought about this movie, and I guess I'll say it. Well, actually, I won't say it. I'll say this. It's cool, because there's a lot of movies out there. Obviously, there's a lot of trash movies, but then there's a lot of movies where you like watching it, and you're like, you know what? That sort of has some biblical stuff behind it. You know, I was like, I could, I could put that into a sermon. <laughs> it's a born identity. You guys ever seen that? Awesome movie. All three or four of them, whatever they are. But I want to talk tonight about... Well, I was thinking about this. This is a different title than it's not born identity. It's identity theft. Now, how many of you guys have ever, ever experienced identity theft? Oh, it's a bad thing. But you want to know what's funny? All of us have experienced identity theft. What do I mean? NSA. <laughs> Woo! We won't go there. <laughs> Where am I? At the, uh, at the moment we were conceived, we started to experience identity theft. Okay? As soon as your mother found out she was pregnant is when we experienced that. We are then born into a sinful world with sickness, disease, poverty, sin, lust, whatever you can think of. And it's just like, man, just by being born conceived. It's almost like you have a, one, a ticket just to horrible life if you're not saved. Um, but I, I think just by being born, we're immediately put in boxes. And what do I mean by boxes? Like I was, I was telling Mac and Angie today, I was like, I'll be talking about boxes tonight. Saying boxes are bad. But uh, just in the past few years, I know it's not just me, but it's like they just keep coming out with more and more types of diseases or whatever society wants to call it. I find it funny that here in America we call diseases diseases, but in the uh, foreign countries, a lot of people call those uh, demons. And it's, just, it's interesting because your kid will be hyper. And society will say, your kid's too hyper. He has, or he or she has this. You need to go see the doctor for this. Or the opposite. Your kid is too quiet. Let's put him in this box. You need to go see that. Or the, even the same thing. You, my, my joints hurt. So you have whatever that stuff is called. I'm not, I don't know much about all that stuff anyways. But we put ourselves in boxes, okay? And I want to give a little forewarning real quick, okay? If I say anything tonight that offends you, I'm sorry. I don't try. I love you all, and I'm here to help. But one thing I'll never do, and this is one thing I've learned from Pastor Mark and love it, is I will, uh, sorry, I have to, one thing I'll never do is not give you the truth. Because I know sometimes the truth can hurt, but I believe that telling someone the truth is love, and if I didn't tell you the truth, that wouldn't be love. And, uh, you know, obviously you can say it in a nice way, and I'll try my best tonight, but... If I, if I start rubbing you the wrong way, just not doing, well, I might be doing it on purpose, but just, <laughs> just don't get upset. But here's an awesome box that's really been, that's, that, that bugs me, okay? It's all over. It's huge now. It's like, I, I don't know where it came from. It just popped into the stores, gluten-free. 
I don't remember that being there last year. It's all of a sudden, it's just like, what is, I'm like, what is gluten-free? I'm having to ask people. I'm like, when did that exist? <laughs> that would stink not to be able to eat gluten. <laughs> a lot of things have gluten. <laughs> but we are told things by doctors, and we start putting, we start saying it and believing it, and then what happens? It happens, right? You experience that thing that they spoke. That very thing the doctor said happens. Why? It's because you spoke it. We spoke it. We believed it. We researched it. We let it fill our mind. And now that very thing is happening. And I'm guilty of these, very, I'm guilty of these things. I'm preaching to the choir here, okay? But we, at times, can get so full of the knowledge of sickness and disease. It's like no one can just be normal, and we automatically label everyone and even ourselves. And that's how, that's what I mean by putting ourselves in boxes. Don't label yourself. Don't put yourself in boxes. If you're taking notes, boxes are B-A-D, not awesome, bad. They're bad. Okay? No matter what someone say, yeah, don't, don't label yourself contrary to the word of God. Okay? We'll get more on that too. And please... I got this one because I, parents, I'm not a parent yet. Don't label your kids. Don't let society tell you stuff that's that's contrary to the word with your kids. Okay, that's the next generation that's rising up, and uh, we don't want to ruin that. Amen. Speak life into them, and uh, you know. So I was told things as a child that aren't true to who I am in Christ. And let me get one thing straight. I love my parents. My parents are awesome. If you know my parents, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Not dissing on my parents, but growing up, I was told and lived as if being sick and having problems with my body were just a normal part of life. They just happen. They happen to everybody. Cold, flu, fever, whatever you want to put in that category. And I accepted those things, as I was told, and uh, they were lies. And you know what? You want to know when we're told those things, that's what becomes our identity, like the boxes. If you want to put yourself in a box, what is that now? You are now that box. That's what you are. If you put yourself in it. And, uh, you know, we're told lies daily unless we truly find out who we are in Christ. And we'll get more into that here in a bit. But, uh, and then the, then the lies will, let's see, what do I have right here? I add a note. Sometimes it's like when you add stuff, it's like, why did I add? Why did I add this? This makes no sense. I was actually going, <laughs> I was actually going through this, and I saw one of the scriptures I put down, and I tried going to it. I'm like, this scripture doesn't exist. <laughs> and I'm like, this doesn't. I was like, this. I was, I'm like looking. I was like, I don't even know what it even says, but I put it in there, so it has to be good. <laughs> and. Uh, it took me about 10 minutes to find out what it actually was, and then I found it. Stupid little typo. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I found out who I am, and I'm not saying that I am perfect at, at, at it, okay? But what I, I, but I am working, I personally am working daily, becoming more and more like Christ and who God made me. 
okay? And, uh, you know, there I want to share a, an awesome truth that I got, okay, that I, I know I keep saying radically changed because I'm really talking about some life experiences here. And this right here will change you, I promise, okay? This, 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 this changed my life. Not the Bible. The Bible did change my life. God's word, knowing this, that God's word is truth. It's the final say. If something isn't working, I'm not to blame the word or God, but to ask God why it's not working and what I'm doing wrong. This is the final say. I don't care what doctors, what anybody else says. This is the final say. You get that down, your life will change. Okay? Anything contrary to the Bible is a lie. Okay? Like I was saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I live. Okay? I want to encourage you guys all to get that truth. Get, dive deep into the Bible and let this become your life. Okay? The Bible needs to become so real that it's the only thing that you live off of. Okay? It's what you base everything in your life off of no matter what so-and-so says, no matter what you think, but what it says. And uh, I, we, we recently went on a vacation, and uh, I've never been to an aquarium before. 25, don't know why. Okay? <laughs> but I'm looking at all these fish. And uh, there was one fish in particular that I just, I, was, I don't know why I was so blown away by it. It wasn't very, it didn't have all these colors or anything. It was a seahorse. And I don't know why it was so cool, but it was awesome. It's like just standing there, and it's all like, just like flows in the water. I'm like, how's that moving? I'm like looking at the thing, and it's like, it doesn't make any sense. But looking at all these animals made me really think. And I've done this before with other things, but this really hit it. It's just like, God doesn't make mistakes. It's like, I don't know how you can look at something so creatively made and to think that, God has problems, or that the God doesn't exist. That was an awesome experience. If you ever just, I encourage you, if you ever have time, just get quiet. Look at something, like some sort of weird fish. <laughs> and, uh, and, just, and just really think about it. It's just like, it's, it can, I can really bless you. It blesses me to be able to do that. Um, but I, I briefly want to uh, I want to talk about uh, the cross real quick. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I have a lot more stuff to say. But for those of you that don't know this, I'm just going to, like I said, I'm just going to hit this pretty quick. So in the beginning, in Genesis, God created man, okay? He gave dominion to man over all things, okay? Adam sinned, gave that authority over to Satan, okay? Jesus had to come to this earth, die a sinner's death, get that authority back, and give it to us. Okay? And now we have that authority back. Okay? God sent Jesus on a mission to earth. Okay? The mission had to end up with Jesus sacrificing himself. Okay? But the thing is, we have been deceived so much in church in religion, okay, and aren't given the whole truth of why Jesus came. We are told something, 
We are told that Jesus came to die for our sins. Okay? He did come to die for our sins. Okay? But if you take that one, that's a truth. You take that one truth and live your life off of it, you're missing out on so much more. And that's what's happening right now in churches. Is that people? Is that when people get saved, we tell them Jesus came to die for your sins. Yes, that's the truth. No, that's not the full truth. Okay, Jesus came not to die for our sins, but He came to make us right with God and to give us back what belongs to us. And it was sin that was in the way of Him that He had to defeat. That's why Jesus came. He had conquered sin so He could restore us back to the Father the way that it was supposed to be in the garden. Okay. He made it so we can walk and talk with God boldly and unashamed. That's what he came for. And that's what he accomplished. Okay? And so, I've been talking a lot on, on these types of things. And, and this is really what I want to hit on. Because this is a different healing meeting type of message. And uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently tonight. But I just want to give you guys some brief descriptions of who you are in Christ. Because a lot of people don't know that. They don't know this. They don't know these things. If you don't know these things, you will live a life, a Christian life, okay? You will have all these things available to you and you will not know jack squat about them. Yes, I can say jack squat. Okay? <laughs> who we are in Christ? You are a new creation. When you, if you've been saved, okay, Jesus lives in you, you're a new creation. Second Corinthians tells us, therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. Amen? Come on, that's good. This next one's awesome. You are a child of God. A son and a daughter. John 1.12 says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Okay, adoption. We are children of God, right? How many know, when you get pregnant, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean... It's not like you can see the baby. I mean, it's just like, it's just gonna, it's almost like, I don't know. It's almost like playing that little dice game. Seven. <laughs> Three. No, <I'm> just <laughs> Anyways, you don't know what you're going to get. Unlike adoption, we've been adopted by God. Okay? God knew what he was getting himself into. Okay? If you really think about it, you're like, God, you're crazy. Because <laughs> sometimes you look around, like I can, I can look around at, at uh, drop my mic. You can, like, I don't know if you guys ever like, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. Maybe I will. This is mean, but it's not mean, okay? I'm live walking love. Ever just watch people? And be like, that person's weird. And if you look at this, God loves them. God came for that person. 
God sent Jesus. He did all this stuff for people like that. Not for just the perfect people or whoever, everyone who thinks they're perfect. He came for all of us. He knew what he was getting himself into. He knew that he would not have a perfect person. Amen? Amen. And he still came and went through all that stuff because he loves us. Loves us so much. He didn't have to go through that, but he did. You have a purpose. You're here for a reason. God has a plan for you. Great things in store for you is what he has. Each and every one of us. Another one of the things that I learned, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's good. I got the Holy Spirit living inside of me. You got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. If I say me, it's like a, whatever you want to call that. If I say me, I mean you guys. If I see you, you guys, talking to me. Okay? Another one of the things, I'm blessed. Okay? Another thing, I'm healed. I'm victorious. I have power, love, and a sound mind. Okay? Second Timothy says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Come on. If you have fear, speak against that. Don't let that into your life. Okay? We have freedom. We guys are all thankful for freedom. Come on. You know, I, I started thinking about the Civil War, okay, with, with freedom. And you guys, don't, most of you probably know, maybe some of you guys don't know, when the Civil War happened, there were a lot of slaves, after they were set free, there were a lot of slaves that never heard about them getting set free. And they lived their whole lives being slaves. Their whole Lives being slaves, all because they didn't know what belonged to them. They could have just said, see ya! But they remained a slave. Blows my mind. Okay? I'm holy. You are holy. We sing that song, I'm holy and righteous. Come on. We are holy and righteous. Okay? We're more than a conqueror. Romans 8, 37. Another one, I'm chosen. You know, this is, this is good. It goes back along with, uh, you know, being a child of God. God. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and your fruit should be abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That's good. Remember that. You didn't choose God. God chose you. Okay? We have peace. Isaiah 23, 6. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you. And that's, you know, uh, let's see. This is, this is an awesome verse. John 16, 33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Come on. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good verse. I like that verse. Okay. Another one of the things, boldness. Ephesians 3.12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. You see, God sees us as perfect. When he looks at you, he sees you holy. Not by anything that you've done, obviously, but all because of what Jesus did. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Okay, He loves you with a love so wide, so deep, and vast. He has given us everything and wants us to have our hearts. And he wants to give us our heart's desires. 
Okay? Jesus, Jesus is enough. Don't try to add to it. He gave us everything. Just Jesus. And, uh, you know, I was recently, I, I, I give you all these things to move on to the, this next thing. I, I, I was recently talking with a friend, okay, and I told them, I said, you know what, George, his name wasn't George, but I made that name up. <laughs> I said, I looked at him straight in the face. I said, you know, I could honestly, you want to know what, I, I told him, I was like, honestly, because we're having a talk about identity. I said, I could care less what you think about me. That sounds a little harsh. Now, it's good to care what people think about you. Don't get me wrong, but where I'm coming from is when you care so much about what people think about you that it prevents you from being the real you, the Christ-like person in you. Does that make any sense? And it's like, why don't I care? It's because I know where I stand with God. And if I'm living a godly life, if I'm seeking after Him, then nothing will hinder me. You say to my face, you're a loser. I say, no, I'm victorious. You say you're dumb. No, I know all things by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on. You guys following? When you find your true identity in Christ, when you get these things... Now, when I say when you get these things, I'm not saying... I'm not saying you just get them. I'm talking about you really get them. You can know something, but not know something. Not know that very thing. Okay? How do you know when you get them? It's a good question. You know when you have something, when it becomes a part of your life. If you, in this situation, if you're hurt by what someone told you, if someone came up to you and said, I'm sorry, I'm being a lot, I can get a little harsh. Don't take, like I said, don't take this offensive. If someone came up to you and said, you are a loser, and you go and have a pity party, and crying, and everything. I understand where you're at, but you don't know what, who you are really in Christ. Because nothing what man says should move you away from what God has told you, what God says about you. Okay? When I'm saying you, I'm not trying to bash, trying to get a point across. Like I said, I offend you, I'm sorry. And, you know, I'm not saying that we won't ever mess up and that we uh, will ever have it 100% down, but uh, I, I make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Mistakes are awesome. I love making mistakes, okay? I really do. Be- making mistakes has made me grow in life so much. I, I, I would never want to... <laughs> out of all the mistakes I made, you couldn't pay me to go back to the beginning. I'd be like, who no. <laughs> I like those mistakes as long as you make them only once <laughs> don't make the same mistake over and over and over that's bad <laughs> but like I said we'll never have it 100% down 
But, uh, but what it has to do is it has to do with our daily walk, daily walk and what happens when we get squeezed a little. Okay? If something other than God is coming out when you get squeezed, then you should re-examine yourself and get back into the Word. Smash your finger with a hammer. Godly words don't come out besides blasphemy. <laughs> Fill yourself up with the word a little. But when you get these things down and grasp it, I'm telling you, no one will be able to tell you otherwise. And knowing these truths and getting them is, is, a, is like being a tree, okay? A tree planted. I don't know, if you, probably a lot of us has tried digging up trees or bushes or whatever, but I tell you, when a root gets down into the ground, that stinking tree or whatever is the hardest thing <laughs> to get rid of, okay? And uh, I mean, you know when storms come, okay, trees sway, right? Trees move, but they're grounded and firm, okay? And things might sway, and I'm talking about a tree because I'm referring to us, okay? Storms will come our way, okay? If we're planted in the Word, we have our roots grown down deep, okay? Things may sway us back and forth. I don't want to go too far back because I'll fall, okay? But the things that happen, we don't break, okay? And we remain strong, okay? Just like someone, doctors telling you something, that may sway you a little, but it doesn't break you. If you know who you are in Christ, it won't break you. If you don't know who you are, if you do not know who you are in Christ, you will be broken, okay? And you'll experience defeat. And I want to tell you guys a little story real quick, okay? In London, back in the 1920s, during the Great Depression, there was a young boy named Henry who at the time was nine years old. His parents were hardworking and lived frugal lives. Through their hard work, they had made investments in, in multiple stocks, bonds, and companies that they purchased at the bottom of the market. Henry's parents put together a will for him and hid it inside of a special family book that they had in their old two-story brick house. Three years later, his parents ended up passing away. Because Henry was so young at the time, he didn't know what a will was. He didn't even know about his will that his parents made. All he knew was a special family book that they cherished so much. As time went on, the market turned, and the investments that Henry's parents bought skyrocketed. At the time of his parents' death, Henry, at the age of 13, was considered an adult and was living out in the streets. He kept some of his parents' belongings along with a special family book uh, that, his parents, uh, that held his parents' will. He had very little money and begged for food and shelter all of his childhood. Little did Henry know that inside his family's book he held onto was a life that he always dreamed of. Those investments were now worth millions. That book was put on a shelf as he got older, never was it opened or thought about. Henry worked hard his whole life and died in 1990 at the age of 72 without ever knowing what life he could have had if all he did was open that book and see what truly belonged to him from the inheritance his parents left him. Just in case you guys, that story doesn't really make sense to some of you, just like Henry, we have an inheritance. Every single one of us in this room has an inheritance, a will that God made. Okay? We can leave it on the shelf and never look at it, or we can dig in and find out who we are through God's word and put it into practice. Because how many of you know, how many of you guys have made bank transactions? 
You have money in the bank. Yeah, you can have money in the bank, but if you go to purchase something and you don't have your card, you don't know how to get the money out, what does that money do? Does nothing. Doesn't benefit you. Or if you have money in the bank and you don't even know about it. So I encourage you with, with, with that to, uh, to open, up, open up the word and find out who you are. Find out through the stuff that I've, I've said as far as who you are. There's, there's plenty more things. I mean, that, that list could go on as far as who you are really in Christ. But that would take a long time. Um, I, want you, I want to turn to 2 Peter 1, 3 through 11. On Second Peter, <laughs> I love when the pages stick together and it flips like three, three books over. I'm like, where is that book? I want to read this real quick, three through eleven. By His divine power, God has given us everything. How, before I say this, how many of you guys know? Uh, what was I going to say? Why can't I think of that right now? Oh, yeah. I'm going to read this to you, but faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I'm going to read this to you guys. Hear it out. Okay? By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. I'm reading out of the NLT for if you're wondering what I'm, where I'm reading. Verse 4, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. I'm like, is this the right thing? <laughs> uh, when with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patience, Patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you'll be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to, to develop in this way are, sh- are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among God's called and chosen. Do these things, and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance in the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I read all that for that very end part, going along with all this. Do these things, and you will never fall away. Develop yourself, find out who you are in Christ. Nothing will sway you, nothing will ever make you fall away. Amen? You know, Jesus, Jesus gave us, there's, there's, there's so much, like, the cross is like, we, there's so much uh, information inside of everything that happened that you I can't get it all out tonight. This whole stuff is just chipping, barely chipping the, whatever you want to call it, of the amount of information that we could go into. But I'm just trying to, to enlighten you guys a little. Uh, but Jesus gave you the power. 
He told us to go lay hands on the sick. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And he said we would see greater miracles than what he did. Okay? And, uh, you know, tonight I know we're going to be getting some people healed. And uh, you might say, I'm depressed. If you look at this fruit of the Spirit, or not the fruit of the Spirit, if you look at who you are in Christ, okay? You could say, well, just snap out of it. You in Christ are not depressed. You say, I have anxiety. Stop! Okay? Let's quit popping the pills and wake up from our sleep. Okay? Get into the Word. Read what it says about us. In Jesus, we have it all. Do you have Jesus? Do, we, do you have Jesus? Come on, that's like, a, that's like a, you know, asking a question. You're supposed to answer. If you have Jesus, then what? Then you have it all. Right? Start speaking that you have the things that the Word says you have instead of what the world says you have. You can say, well, I don't feel that way. Well, start speaking what you want. Start speaking what is yours, what's been given to you freely. You want peace? Start saying you have the peace of God because you are a son of God. You are a son, and in God, you have been given freely all things. So, you have peace. Whatever you want, just say it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You can be healed of anything. That's, that's, that's another part that's a lot of people, I don't think uh, mostly not a lot of people understand is that you can be healed of anything. If there is anything you cannot physically or mentally do, this applies to you. If you can, like I was hitting up on uh, the whole uh, gluten-free stuff earlier, if you can't enjoy certain foods, that's not a part of God's plan and he wants to heal you. All the way down to those small things, okay? The church has been asleep for so long, and I think it's time we wake up and snap out of our dece- the deception and realize who we are. It's there's so much there's so much truth to this. Really, if 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 you found out who you were, you it, you'd be unstoppable. Nothing nothing will. Nothing will affect you. Things will come your way. Things will come your way, I should say. But things won't affect you. And you know, it's like I wasn't going to say this, but I will say it. Because I, I, I didn't even really write much of it down. But uh, I was thinking about uh, uh, this, the show that we, uh, me and my wife watch. By the way, my beautiful wife, Tabri, over here. She's all shaking her head. Come on, babe, stand up, do a twirl. <laughs> um, we're watching this show, and this, it's, like I said, there's lots of, there's lots of stuff inside uh, these movies and everything that do have some pretty cool stuff behind it that you can add into sermons. But this, this girl, uh, actually, I should just say it. You guys know what Once Upon a Time is? It's a pretty cool show. In this show, this... Yes, I did mention it, babe. 
In this, in this show, they have this, this girl. She's what they call the savior inside this show. Okay? Anyways, they get sent back to this land and forget who they are. Okay? And in this land that she had before, she, had, she was this powerful, uh, this powerful lady. And, uh, and something, I forget what happened, but something happened. And then she forgot all that. Okay? And now she's in this land, this, what they call the normal land, but it's not normal. And she's living just a normal life, and she doesn't know about this strength and this power that she really has. And it took somebody coming up to her and giving her the stuff and talking to her about it, and it made her snap out of it and realize who she really was. And that's what tonight I'm saying. It's like I'm trying to wake Wake everyone up and see what you guys have. See what you've been missing out on. We've been missing out on so much. I have missed out on so much in life due to the fact of not knowing who I am. And we are so blessed at this church with what we, what's, what's taught to us what, and uh, the things that we are given to know these types of things to where we're not Christians walking around in darkness asleep to where we can walk and be awake and go out and change the world. You know, it's, I just, I don't think people are going to, people aren't, in these end times, people are not going to be attracted to these churches that are dead. They're going to be attracted to churches where they say, that God, whoever that church, that God that that church is worshiping, that God that that church believes in, that's where it's real. And it's because, not because of Pastor Mark or whoever else is preaching up here, it's because of you guys. Amen. And so tonight I'm going to do things a little bit different. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. But here's what I want to do. If you need healing in your body tonight, I want you to, not right now, but I'm going to to ask you to raise your hand. And I want those of you around, I want you to pray for them. But I don't want you to pray for them, meaning... It doesn't need to be something where we're trying to get God to heal. God, please do this. I want you to lay your hands on them. In your hands, there's power. When we act on... This is a good thing to say. If you walk and you see somebody that's, that needs healing in their body, okay, the moment you act on that and go over and lay hands, that's when you trigger the power of God to come out of you. It happens right there. It's not like, oh, I need to be led to minister to somebody. No, you don't. The moment you act on God's word, that's faith right there. The moment you stretch out your hand, that's you releasing the power of God into that person's life. Okay? So tonight, we're not going to be praying for people. We're going to lay hands on them, and we're going to speak the life of God, and we're going to command bodies to be made whole. Okay? So, with that said, oh yeah, and we're going to speak boldness, with boldness and with authority. This isn't a little, body be healed. You know, you don't have to be like, be healed! We speak with boldness, you know. So, who needs a touch from God tonight? Who has issues in their body? I want everyone, let's see, what do we do? If you're around those people, I want you to walk over to them. 
Stand up. Actually, we can stand up. That'll make it easier. Stand up. Remember this? We're not trying to get God to do something. We're just acknowledging that God already did it. We're going to put our hands on them. Release the power of God into their lives. We're going to speak, and lives will be changed. Okay? Here's what I want to do. Before everyone starts praying, you can repeat after me. I have the life of God. I have the power of God. Inside my hands. When I lay my hands on this person, the power of God's going to go inside of them. They will be healed. Okay. Lay your hand on that person. And command, here you can connect it. Speak after me. You say, I release the power of God into this body. I command disease, aches, pains, uh, any problems in this body to leave right now. Body, be made whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on. That's it. That's not something that we have to really try hard to do. Hallelujah. Can anybody who just got prayed for, can anybody see, have like any signs, any changes in their body? With a, with a show of hands. Anyone. Amen. 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 That's good. I see that hand going up. Exercise that. Come on. That's good. If you couldn't move something, start moving something. If your knees hurt, start jumping. If you couldn't do something before, start exercising in that. Because the power of God went inside of you. Believers are around you. This, this place is full of power, full of the presence. A little bit different than usual. But I want to encourage every, everyone to really step out and really know, who, like I've been hitting on tonight, who you are in Christ. You possess the power that Jesus had. Jesus gave that to you. So when you see somebody that's in pain, it doesn't take a pastor, it doesn't take a leader to do something. You have the power to do it. You have the power to change lives. Amen? Amen. And at the same time, you have the power to speak into your life and to make things change. Okay? If you need someone to, to, to pray with you, that's totally fine to have them pray with you in agreement. But I, the thing to try to get to is to try to get to the top. Is try to work up to where you can get to the, to the top without having to always have someone else be praying with you. To where you can be walking around in life and you can be speaking to yourself. Things flow when you talk to your body. Yes, we talk to our body. But you get to a point to where you no longer need so much assistance. People may need, you might need assistance in the beginning. That is totally fine. People are on different walks. But the thing is, if you remain there, you're always going to be there. If you never do anything about it, if you never dive into God's word to find out who you are, you'll remain the same person next year, the following year, five years, ten years, twenty years, until we start making changes to become uh, to go higher in our walk with God and what He and what we really possess. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you guys are blessed tonight.